Welcome to the Data Podcast. My name is Brian Ward, the creator and host of the Data Podcast. I am a coach, Marine Corps veteran, speaker, husband, and you guessed it, a dad. Are you ready to be inspired to be the best dad you can be for your family? This show will provide you with the tips, tools, and strategies to do just that. Are you a dad just going through the motions? Or are you looking to really elevate your dad game to the next level? Truth is, it is a blessing to be a dad. This is a responsibility we must take seriously. In the end, how do you want to be remembered? I hope you want to be remembered as a phenomenal dad. Your legacy starts in the home, not outside the home. If you're really ready to elevate your dad game, then make sure you bang that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now, let's get started. Data. Welcome to another episode of Data Up, everyone. Thank you guys very much for joining me. I am fired up for today because the gentleman that I have on today is not only what I call a rookie dad or a new dad, uh, but he and I have been social media friends, uh, even though we live in the same state, almost near each other. Uh, he and I have been social media friends now for uh, probably two years, Ian, something like that. Um, so we've we've been a we've been con, you know communicating back and forth for a while now, and uh, he's just a good dude. Got a lot of things on his plate, including being a new dad. But I am really excited for my good friend Ian K to uh, uh, to join me on Dad Up today. Welcome to the show, brother. Appreciate you having me on, brother. Uh, Dad Up is amazing. I remember when you launched it, and I'm just so proud of you and everything that you're doing with this crazy momentum, especially with 2023 right now. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Um, I'm excited to finally have you on. You know, uh, obviously, this is a show for dads and there has only been one other individual that has been on my show that has never been a dad, uh, but he's a, you know, kind of a stepdad. He's kind of a bonus dad, uh, but uh, he's a good friend of mine. And I wanted to have him on because he, he coaches a lot of dads and all that stuff. But uh, now you're a dad. <laughs> Ian is finally a dad, uh, but I'm excited to dive into your journey as a brand new dad and for you and your, and your wife. So, I'm excited for that for you to talk about that journey. But first, before we get into all that, let's share a little bit about you, kind of how you grew up and the things that you're doing now, uh, and then we'll get into the dad stuff. Sure. So I grew up, uh, one brother, I know you have Blake and uh, Brett, uh, so two boys. I grew up in Southern California and had a pretty good childhood for the most part. But you know, for, for me, a lot of my childhood was dealt with going into doctor's offices. Uh, just because when I was um, four, doctors heard a heart murmur. And at that time, they weren't aware of it. Going to cardiologist, I did have a heart problem. And uh, I had something called aortic stenosis. So I technically was, you know, a heart patient at a young age and growing up, um, you know, kind of living in fear a little bit, but also having a chip on my shoulder, like I couldn't uh, exercise and PE and do a lot of other things. I feel like I was told I couldn't. So just struggling with that, but I didn't, didn't really like think twice about that. But then also, um, you know, part of just my purpose came later in my life when I connected the dots because of my childhood, I was actually viciously attacked by, uh, attacked by a Rottweiler uh, from my neighbor's dog that I got out. I was seven years old. So, um, you know, right when that happened, I, I survived the incident, but the trauma really shocked me. And I was put into a state of pretty much vulnerability and a victim mindset. So if it wasn't for my support system and my family, my loving parents going to therapists and psychiatrists and stuff, I wouldn't have been able to uh, be at a better place um, when during my childhood. So, you know, that when that happened to me, uh, 
pretty much this inner child and this um, vivacity for life pretty much was almost robbed for me. So at a really young age, that near-death experience gave me a lot of, I feel like um, it was a gift and I didn't know it yet. So, um, and down the road too, just, I, I was actually made fun of and bullied in school and I had some learning disabilities because of that incident and I had Tourette's syndrome that developed. So just when it comes down to being empathetic and understanding that every one of us will go through something in our life or have, have, have something happen to them. It just gave me a real um, understanding for the fragility of life early on. And it allowed me to connect my heart with so many other things. So the basis of like my childhood stems from some, some things that didn't go my way, but I look at it as gifts and it's part of my story. So I know that's a lot too, but then, um, you know, I also had two open heart surgeries. So just for me, the transformation that went to have to deal with whether it's a higher power or knowing that, you know, tomorrow I might not be here. So I just feel like that perspective given upon me, whether it's anyone that goes through something that's kind of eye-opening or a near-death experience, it gives you so much, um, I don't want to say purpose, but it gives you an ability to know what your being is and why you were here. And I just feel like I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for my family and my support system and loved ones that gave me the ability to believe in myself, to go out to the world and share my gifts, my talents with everyone. We're all... I feel like here for a reason. So I just feel like through those things in my childhood, it gave me that childlike disposition and it's alive and well, but it, it allows me to connect with people, uh, you know, on, on a heart, heart le level. So like, that's a lot, but I just feel like the, those childhood things um, really helped me. But at one point they, they weighed me down uh, in the, in, in the first half of my life, you know, I'm 34. So up until I, you know, my late twenties, I really started um, being more comfortable in my own skin, but it, it took me to, to to accept, you know, my scars, to accept a lot of these things that that happened for me, to um, you know, go out into the world and and uh, enjoy this entrepreneurship, this resilient um, career and profession of providing a value through a product or service and helping people, you know, and and uh, it's amazing connecting with other people that share their story and and are are doing amazing things. That's awesome. And what are, what are you doing now? What, what kind of stuff are you into now as far as uh, your entrepreneur? So I studied graphic design and branding and visual communication <laughs> in college. Um, my dad uh, started an import export product development fulfillment project management company where he does international trade and at cost effective pricing is able to supply um, whether that's entrepreneurs, inventors and small corporate 500 companies, their product, their merchandise. Um, so like I was always I always knew I, I would contribute to that business, but I also wanted to do something for myself. So I studied how I could design packaging and 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 really be really good with being a product manager. And I've been very fortunate to do that. Um, and when I did join the business with my brother, you know, uh, I know what nepotism is and everything, but um, we were handed a broom and an ability to learn how to drive with a forklift and work our way in the warehouse to earn respect and to learn ground up, you know, operations, business development front end, dealing with clients, going to trade shows. So I'm very, very um, appreciative of being well-rounded of growing up with my biggest mentor, who is my father. And, you know, um, and uh, I've been listening to this podcast for, for years and I'm a fan of you and I'm so grateful to be on it. But, you know, the rich content that you're providing out of the horse's mouth of fathers and everything, and I'm, I'm just there with a seven-month-year-old, but I'm just saying it's, um, you know, I want to be the man I am today with the unconditional love and the time that my dad gave me. And I still am able to work with him and I do my own things. But yes, uh, when it comes down to knowing, um, you know, supply chain management and and doing that. And then also, I know we connected on social media. So I'm, I'm just very um, down to earth and you see what you get, whether that's 
um, me showing up on social media. My platform of choice is Instagram, but I, I have a lot of great connections. And I, at the end of the day, I just learned a long time ago in business and in life, like you can't go back when you burn a bridge. So for me, I'm not trying to make everyone happy, but I just know that everyone has needs, everyone has feelings. And I tried my best to be understanding and put myself in other people's shoes. And I just feel like um, whether that's just me going through my own um, conditions and things, I ju it just, it's given me that, that, um, that ability to, to really be kind towards others. I'm just saying like we all, whether no one knows that I have scars under my shirt and my, my heart condition, you know, I have a mechanical valve now. So I'm on Coumadin and I'm just saying there's, I'm very healthy, but I, I can say, I don't have a problem anymore, but I, I, I I'm, I'm a heart patient. So I'm just saying, it's just, no one knows what anyone's going through. And I just feel like whether that's someone that's an entrepreneur telling a story or it's just a person on the side of a road, everyone has intrinsic value and life is what you make of it. Every day you have a choice to wake up and take action on a vision or a dream or a goal that you have. And if you can do that every single day, you're building brick by brick. And it's the hardest thing because the people that know you for who you are, I've learned that, you know, like on this lonely road of entrepreneurship or finding out your true self when, when you're an adult and you no longer have to rely on guardians or loved ones or other people that you didn't choose in your life. You know, I didn't choose my name and I didn't choose my parents, but then we have a choice that we have to make in life of what do you want to do? Who do you want to help? What legacy do you want to leave? And, and how do you want to be remembered? Not, 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 like, not like how much money you want to have in your bank or what do you want to spend your money on and all these things. I just feel like uh, money comes and go and it's a currency. So I'm just saying our souls are here on this earth and in this body for a, for a period of time. And I just feel like I had to ask my, myself those questions. And I just feel like everyone will go through that where you have to go stand alone and be a small fish in a big pond, not just a big fish in your big pond. And I just feel like when you can go over there and and work on your skills and work on who you are and 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 communicate that, then then you're not proving anything. You're doing it. And I'm just saying, uh, I learned something the other day from another person I studied. But Patrick by David said, you know, in a, as a salesman or something that you are providing, you know, a, a, a solution or a benefit, you know, you it's not about you convincing that person to to to, to believe that they they want it. It's it's about convincing yourself. So I'm just saying, whether it's the actor on stage, the comedian, if you don't believe it and you don't understand it or it's not worked for you, you're going to have a hard time communicating something that you don't really aren't 100% in. And I just feel like um, it, success comes from a lot of failures and lessons. And I'm just saying, whether I have scars in my body to show where some things failed at one point or some business ventures that didn't do as well, I'm just saying you all you can do is have that next at bat, learn from it and, and continue to go, go on because you're, you know, like there's nothing left on the table. We all, we all are learning different lessons and making different connections in our lives. And, and I just feel like the coincidences and the things that, that happen are, are part of things manifesting. And, um, and I'm just saying, um, I once wished and prayed to be healthful and be at a better state, but it took, it took doing things I'd never done before to have things that I never had. And I just feel like when you can just start like that, and I still to this day, I'm very prideful of having a beginner's mindset, a scout mindset. I, I, I don't know what I don't know. So what, what I learned today or what world record is beaten today, someone can do something different tomorrow and it could be better. So I'm just saying I'm always learning from people, always learning from clients, always learning from potential customers and what the market needs or wants. And that's the thing. It's like when you can study and then take those calculations and, and, um, and, 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 and know that Sometimes you have to guess guess at things. Then you just realize that you you get better as as you get closer to what you're aiming towards. So, yeah. Um, 
Listen, for those of you that are watching, listening, uh, this guy is a wealth of knowledge and he's got tremendous experience in the things that he's doing and he's going to share a lot of value with you. So if there's, if you feel a need to take notes, take notes, but uh, I'm just grateful for not only the accomplishments that you've had in, but also the journey that you're on, uh, not only in your business world, but as a dad. Uh, for someone that has faced trauma in his life and faced uh, worry and, uh, you know, the sorts of things that, you know, really kids shouldn't have to go through uh, to be the person that you are today is not only a testament to your determination and your drive, but also to your family, to your support system, as you said. Uh, it's amazing. So thank you for sharing that. You. you have a seven-month-old baby girl. She's beautiful. Uh, you guys are very lucky and very fortunate. Um, you know, I think about uh, the traumas that we face as kids. Some kids go through more traumas than others, but you're sharing a story of, you know, essentially being attacked by this dog when you were younger. I too have very similar stories, not maybe not to the extent that you had, but I had two experiences in my life where I was a young boy uh, and I was at my aunt and uncle's house and they had two uh, great Danes and oh, man. riding my skateboard. And apparently I ran over or ran into one of the great Danes that was just laying on the floor mm. and uh, he attacked me. He, and you know, these, I, I still remember their names, Duchess and cruisers, that cruisers, that was their name. So, uh, but the crazy thing is he attacked me. He, he took a bite out of my head. Like I had fallen down. He, he chomped onto my head and I had to go into surgery and have, you know, stitches put in my head. And I think oh I was six, maybe seven, Wow, something like That's that. Crazy. Uh, but I still remember, I can still remember laying on that bed in the hospital and, and with the light over me, I still remember this. Uh, and I had another scenario where I was about 11 and I was riding home on my bike from the liquor store. I had just went and bought a nice bottle of Coke, you know, and I had it in the bag and this Rottweiler came running mm. out and I couldn't get away from him. I was trying and, and he was, he was chomping and trying to chomp at my foot. And I remember taking the bottle out of the bag as I'm riding and I'm using Spring the bottle and I'm what? hitting it, hitting him on the head oh, with the gosh. bottle. Uh, That's scary. So I, I, I just, I had those two flashbacks as you're talking about this, but yeah. you know, you're experiencing something that uh, you talked about with your heart condition. And the reason I bring that up is because I'm not sure of the uh, of the condition itself and sure. whether or not it's hereditary or whatnot. Is sure, there, was yeah. There, was there any worry with your daughter developing the same type of great, great question? And and don't worry, I get this all the time. There's there's been a couple. He's he's a good looking boy, but people think he looks like a girl too at times. And there's not too many pictures, but his name is Jack. So don't don't worry. But Jack, what's it I, why was I yeah. calling him a girl? Why did I have it? A girl does, it a doesn't it doesn't matter. Don't. But but you know how <laughs> it is. We have we have brain. No, we have brain farts every day. We we have brain fog, dag fog, and you know, no no one's perfect. This is just shows you just <laughs> no one is perfect. And I just feel like when there's a humanized understanding for people that are that can be polarizing at times or behind, you know, everything. I'm just saying we we're all we're all human. 
But what's it called? Yes, I, it was hereditary and I was fearful to some extent. I know it was maybe what, five or 10% or less that yes, it could be passed down. Just like, you know, eye colors and traits, everything to some extent is passed down. But I do believe what we think about and how we perceive life and, and when we shift our belief system, because, you know, what I know today could be reevaluated tomorrow when I learn something new. And I just feel like self-limiting beliefs, you know, even though I'm born with stuff that I couldn't control. And luckily my son, Jack did not, it has a very healthy heart. I just feel like we can break the cycle of any, every, all those parents or people or past negative things that have come before us. You know, you can break that cycle with action. You know, you could be feeling bad one day, but if you're jumping rope and moving around, you feel a little bit better. So I just feel like when you can um, not limit yourself or you can rethink the way that things have been taught to you sometimes, I'm just saying that's a whole new world. So sometimes the people that love you the most will hurt you. It's not going to be intentional. It happens. Um, you know, when you're driving a car, someone might hit you. It's a freaking accident. It was not intentional. It happens. So I just feel like you have to go through life like that and think about your body as a car. Um, you got to know where you're going to some extent and you got to dial in the navigational system. And then sometimes in your journey, it will get dark. But yeah, the going back to um, the, the journey and, and no matter how dark it gets, when, when you stay true to your heart and your core values, I promise you others will see the light and you will be able to find the light no matter how dark it gets. I've been there and I've been hopeful in my head, still have been above the water when I, many times I thought I was drowning, but yes, aortic stenosis, it's congenital heart defect. Um, my valve, a, a normal aortic valve looks like a Mercedes sign. So I'm very healthy with my heart. And I don't have heart disease, but I technically have a congenital heart defect. And uh, when I was 14, they did a surgery that they took tissue and just made um, scar tissue out of my own third leaflet. And that lasted for 10 years. But then at 26 or 25, I had my other surgery that they cut it out and put a mechanical valve in it. So you can literally hear my valve tick. And it sounds like someone is either, you know, cutting uh, a nail clipper um, and, and, and it's really cool, because, but it's a reminder of like, you know, I, I'm human. I, I hear my heart and I'm, I'm more in, in tune with it, but, um, you know, I was, I was fearful to, um, to have, you know, knowing my offspring could have a, a heart defect, but luckily, you know, no risk, no reward. And, and it wasn't there, but every parent is going to have their own set of circumstances to deal with. And there's no manual to being a parent. You know, at one point it becomes history because you have your kid, but it's like, there's no manual. And I just feel like for me, it really gives me an understanding, like, dang, like this is what our ancestors, this is what all my family and people have been doing for tens of thousands of years before hospitals, like people helping, whether that's nurses or midwives, like uh, obviously there's people that come to help deliver babies. So I'm just saying like, just in life, there's gonna be so many other things that happen. And sometimes you need to learn how to cry or ask for help and or just let the help come. And, and it's the hardest thing I like to say, it's like when you're an entrepreneur, you know, you want to, you want to go out there and you want all the hype and you want all this stuff. And, and the attention and hype doesn't last as long as loyalty, um, trust, credibility, and, you know, respect. So I just feel like, what do you want? And I, I'm just saying when you're an entrepreneur and you, you open up, you have open arms, you can receive, but if you're closed off and you're not willing to receive hugs or accept, you, you can't, provide your talents, your wants, your intentions to the world. 
And I, it's the hardest thing to do, but like knowing that law of re reciprocation and then also giving, um, it, it's the hardest thing, but it, it's, it just, it's like a skill set of lifting muscles in the gym. The more you do it, the more you're aware of it, the more you kind of like the soreness and the more that, you know, you're, you're improving and building upon, like at, at the end of the day, it's always improving and building upon because until we're in the ground or until our feet and our head is up and we're laying there and we're resting in peace, like it's not over. And, um, and I just feel like now it, I, I have so much more purpose now being, being a father of a seven month year old and just seeing my roles and my dynamics change with my wife being, you know, um, a mom and me now having the title of being a father, it's crazy, but I, I'm just, I'm very humbled and I know realize, and I've realized real quick, just like with other titles that I've carried, whether that's warehouse manager, janitor and other things, um, you know, at the end of the day, you you have to define the title and you have to provide those duties and responsibilities and, and don't get caught up on, on words and definitions and titles and merits and rewards and stuff. It, it's about um, knowing that you're doing the work that you can pat yourself on the back if you're not going to post it on social media or show it to the world. Cause I'm just saying, you know, you know how it is. There's almost more that goes into launching a product behind the scenes before everyone sees it. Um, you know, and it's the same thing with building your business, building your understanding of your networks you, you know, not everything's out there. And I'm just saying it's very special to know um, what to what to tell and what to give to people. And then some things, you know, you I, I just value my private life. And I just see so many other people, clients and coaches that I've worked with that they want to put every award or acknowledgement out there. And it's important. You need to you need to put the things out there that you care about whether that's causes, your business, your loved ones. But at the end of the day, you can't, you can't get so attached to them. And I'm just saying I've learned to value my private life and then not attach myself to certain outcomes. Because when you don't attach yourself to certain outcomes, you set yourself up for so much more opportunity and so much more of yourself to be present. Because you know if, if you are looking forward to something and it doesn't happen or so-and-so, you, you'll feel like there's a void you need to fill and, 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 and it could throw you off. So I'm just saying patience and learning to detach yourself from what you want with your goal, it gives you a better ability to achieve it because you don't have like a time sensitive issue attached to it. Yeah, I'm just saying, I growing up, I was always ADD. I had the learning disabilities and I feel like it was from the trauma and stuff and other things because it wasn't there really when I was before seven, but like 10. So I just saying, I really had to learn how to slow down, but it was my gifts, all the, all the things that I couldn't focus on. And I was on Ritalin when I was younger. I'm, I'm off of all those medications ever since, um, you know, almost my second year of, of college. But the point is, it's like, you know, I couldn't focus at one point. And now I, I, I'm hyper-focused with certain things and I, I'm, I'm aware and I have to block out certain things. So I'm just saying, it's just, you know, I tell everyone, don't let your weaknesses hold you back. Like, I promise you, like those weaknesses are traits that make you unique. And then when you can accept them, those weaknesses can be your strengths. Like don't, don't try to make better what you're not good at, but use that to your advantage, whether it's Nemo and, and you're swimming in the ocean and you have one, one, you know, arm that's not big enough, you know, it didn't, it didn't stop him. And, and I'm just saying, you have to think of your life like, like that. And there's going to be different characters that come in and there's going to be people that teach you something. And there's going to be people that steer you away from a path that wouldn't have been so, so good for you or steer you towards a path that you know, you never want to go down again. So I just feel like, um, a lot of my weaknesses have just given so much, um, uh, opportunities and hands that I've shaked and amazing individuals that I get to connect with that are, that are really empowering so many people, uh, um, you know, on, on a daily level. And, uh, 
I'm, I'm just so appreciative every day. That That's what gets me up every day, knowing that life's a gift. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I'm really thankful that, that Jack is good and healthy and uh, he's going to, he's going to grow up to be a, a completely healthy and successful young man based on the fact that he has a great dad that's leading the oh, way you, and sweet. leading by example. So that's awesome. Um, for your role as a dad, I mean, you and your wife are going to have your first Mother's Day, Father's Day this year. Uh, that's awesome. I'm sure you guys are looking forward to that. But uh, as a role as a dad, a brand new dad, you know, what kind of challenges do you and your wife face right now having a essentially, a, you know, a baby uh, that you have to yeah. take care of? What kind of challenges are you guys facing? Great, great question. I'm already learning to be more of a napper and value my, I always value my sleep. You know, at the end of the day, we're all the same amount of productive when we're sleeping, but some people might sleep better throughout the night, you know, less bathroom stops, all that stuff. But um, already, you know, learning to function off of the two to three hour life cycle or sleep cycle here, you know, so I'm still getting my six to seven hours and going to bed a lot earlier now. So my schedules changed like that. Um, but really, it's just handing the baton off. My wife and I are very lucky and um, grateful to have good, you know, um, jobs where we were able to work remotely and, and, and pick our hours and, and able to, 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 to have that time with him. You know, we're all, one of us is always with him. And, um, and I just feel like, um, yeah, it's, it, it really just lets me know, like whether he's going to listen to to something we don't like, like we're choosy with what he watches, whether it's like a nature show and just like animals and music, we don't want him watching any cartoons or any of this cocoa melon or any of these things that I'm already learning about. Um, but it's like every single day they are sponges. So the world and content and um, media and all these things are going to influence our kids. So I just feel like when you can tell them and show them unconditional love every morning and every night um, and, and just being there for them and their needs, but, but not totally enabling them. Cause that's like my double-edged sword of a parent. It's like, how do you love your kids enough? But you, want to set them up to where, where they could take on adversity. They can take on challenges. It's the hardest thing to do. So I'm in the same boat like you and all these other parents. Um, but yeah, like other than managing the sleep and um, just making sure that, you know, like his little needs are met. Um, it, it, it gives me so much rewarding and more fulfillment, but it, it, it is, um, it is tiring, but I'm just saying it, it makes me feel like how do we not have another kid now? The fact that we know all this like information and this like amazing things of like, it's all this knowledge, you know, but, um, but no, but yeah, like other than the sleep and, and getting more of that, um, changing my schedule around, um, you know, I, I understand that all my own parents, like, that's what you do. Like when, when the kids come, the dynamic changes and all these changes are good. You know, change is the constant thing that is guaranteed in life. Change will always happen, but are you going to evolve with the change or are you going to come up with excuses or are you going to live in fear? And I just feel like one of my gifts and one of my things that I want to help people is rid them of living in fear, you know, facing my fear of the Rottweiler and overcoming my own fear of all dogs. Cause I, I had to know at the young age that that dog was beaten and it was a mean dog left in a cage. It never was out and about being walked in a friendly dog. And, and it, like people, you can train a person or a kid to, to, you know, God forbid to, to shoot a gun. So I'm just saying people and animals, you can train them to do things. So when you realize that the, the animal or the thing is, is a product of their environment of, of the way they were raised or shaped, like you can't blame that animal. So I didn't blame, I, I did live in a bl blame of fear 
shame and justification, but it took me my adolescence, my teen years to just have a happy go lucky disposition and not blame that dog anymore. And, and still a lot of my friends are like, how are you not afraid of dog? I'm like, I, I just, you know, like how did, how does the, the guy that you see on shark week that doesn't have an arm and a leg go swim the shark still. He, he's living his life to his fullest. And you know, like it's, it's a choice to not live in fear. And I just feel like the person that chooses not to live in fear is setting an example and a precedent for other people to live their life shame-free. So I just feel like whether the scars on my body and, and I did go through a little bit of body dysmorphia, you know, emotionally eating when I was younger and having Tourette syndrome, that's how I coped with it. What was, was overeating. And, and, and then I realized my cholesterol was going up. So I had to get more heart healthy. And then I had arrhythmia and I had my first surgery at 14, but I just feel like um, for me too, it's just like not comparing yourself and helping my clients just realize like, Hey, this is the body you're born in. And some things, you know, other than your diets and what you're doing, like you can't compare yourself, but you have to, you know, if you don't like the way you look, get to a better state with how you feel. Cause you know, at the end of the day, if you can wake up every day and live your life without a mirror, I think you'll be happy. Right. So like, you know, like there's just so many other things that you have to think about. And like I said, I know everyone is battling something that you don't understand to some extent, And I've been there. So I just, I just feel like it's, how do you talk about your story, but never just make it about you and how can you impact other people, you know, every day. And I just feel like when you can do that through creative means or through the platform and the amazing dad up community that you're constantly doing, constantly pouring into Brian, um, you know, you're, 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 you're one of the top coaches for a reason, you know? So I, I just, um, I appreciate you. And I just, I just know it, it uh, it, when when you pour into people, it, it resonates and it, it doesn't leave them. They don't forget it. It's like it's like a a bad movie or a nightmare dream. Like it kind of happened, and you don't forget about it. But you know it's there. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, uh, enjoy lack of sleep. Uh, <laughs> it will it will carry for a while. Uh, but. Um... You know, as as a dad of now, you know, two boys that are in their 20s, I have to tell you, and I'm sure that there's a million people that have told you this, but buckle up because it goes fast. Um, mm. And and you're talking about, you know, you're, you're living each day to the best of your ability and you're remembering that little one that you have to take care of now and showing him what it means to be a dad, what it means to be a parent, not also what it means to have success and be happy. Uh, and the fact that he's watching you, even at, you know, seven months old, the fact that he's watching you uh, do these things, he's catching all that. So um, it, just keep doing what you're doing, man. I, I think that uh, you have uh, the right mindset uh, to be a great dad. And it sounds like your wife has the right mindset to be a great mom. And what you provide for that baby uh, is just going to help him succeed in life when he starts to get older and life really hits him on the chin. So um, keep doing what you're doing, man. I think it's great. Um, I think it's uh, amazing to be a dad again. I can, <laughs> I just go back and think about you know, the times when my boys were younger and I do miss those, those, those ages, you know, where they were younger and we were having to care holding them, them with one hand, holding them right. with one hand and one arm. Right. Right. I, I can only imagine. I mean, my older son, he was born six and a half weeks premature. He was wow. barely, barely five pounds. Uh, and so he was a bigger baby, but I remember, you know, he, when he was born, he was born, um, with one lung that wasn't working. 
Uh, he had oh to go God. in the NICU. He was on what they call an oscillator, which is basically life support to help him breathe because he wasn't strong enough to breathe. And I just remember walking into the, into the NICU to see him every single day. And he has all this equipment all over him and his veins were so tiny. They couldn't get an IV in his, in his wrist or his arm. So they had to put it in his head, you know, those kind of things. And to see your child and you just want to, you just want to do everything you can do to, take your child out of that situation and put yourself there instead. Uh, it's, it's, it's this love that we have for our kids that causes us to protect them and want to mm. want to be that protector for them and take the pain away for them. And sometimes we can't do that. And that's going to be mm -hmm. your struggle, Ian. You're yeah. such a devoted, dedicated dad and understand the importance of being a good dad that you're going to struggle with that. You're going to see Jack as a teenager, really struggling with something or in a lot of pain, and you're going to want to take that from him. And sometimes that's necessary. And sometimes you have to let him go through it because that's what causes him to grow and learn and um, adapt to, you know, challenges that may come his way that put him in a, in, in a, in a uncomfortable situation. Um, but, you know, seeing my boy like that for two and a half weeks was probably the toughest moments of our lives. My wife's, my wife's life, my, my life for sure. Um, just seeing our boy like that, but knowing that he came out of it healthy and great and he's six, three now and just, you know, thriving. I mean, it's, you know, it's, we just have to, we go through that as parents and unfortunately it's you know, you kind of talked about it, you know, it's going to come, something's going to happen to where you have to learn to accept it and, and bulldoze through it, move through it and get past it. Or you can, like you said, you can make excuses and, or, but exactly. Or like, or like you're saying, like as a parent, you're not going to be able to rid them of the pain or take it away, but you can hold their hand during it. You know, mm -hmm. it's like the hardest thing because like that time's going to come to me and it, it makes me think like my parents, I remember them crying because they couldn't control it. And when they finally realized that I, I'm healthy after my, my other surgery and still to this day, taking care of myself with diet, you know, exercise and other stuff, um, they know that I, I've, I've fought for that. And I'm just saying like, I am going to have to experience that. And every parent experienced that. I mean, every person's life has the good moments, you know, and that's the thing. There's the bad, the bad times come too, and you have to be present for those moments too but you have to realize like you're not going to be able to, to to save or help your kids all the time the way you want them to and sometimes you're going to have to do it from afar or hold their hand through it not 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 like heal them and take it away and that's the thing it's hard thing you got to have faith you have to have faith it's not even whether it's religion for you or something but you have to have faith in in, in the power of prayer or the power of of that thing manifesting that you really want to happen. And, and, and I learned too, it's just uh, people, people make a difference, whether it's the doctors, whether it's technology, whether it's just angels and, and, and good people that just come into your life when you least expect it, but you've been like needing it. And I'm just saying, I, I, you know, the, the person um, I wouldn't be here today because, because my neighbor, Ruben Polito Jr., he saved my life. He did a jujitsu move, a, a full or a half Nelson and choked that Rottweiler off of me and made it, and made it unconscious. That's how they're able to take the jaw. Cause you know, unfortunately pit bulls, 
um, chows and um, rottweilers and a couple other breeds, they have lockjaw and they can tend to be a little bit more, um, I don't want to say like aggressive, but it's just, you know, at the end of the day, whether it, when you're walking a dog and it's on a leash, it's fine. But a product of the dog is its environment, the people, the, the noises, the, the, the physical aspect, that's what makes the dog. So I'm just saying, um, I, I had to come to my terms and realize that, yeah, like not, not all animals are, are evil. It's the, it's a product of their environment and, and I had to forgive. So like just throughout your life, have faith and, and learn forgiveness because those two F, F words, not the real F word, um, have, have really given me that, that, that context and the understanding of why I'm forgiving and why and what I have my faith in. And I just feel like that's our gift as, as people, you know, none of us are perfect and we're not supposed to deal, um, in, in life, like, like, like the, take, we're supposed to take the easy road. I'm just saying like, whether your monkey's on a tree that in animals and they, and you know, like they fall, they're not supposed to dream because if they, if they fall down off a tree, you know, prey will eat them. I'm just saying we're all human. So if, if we understand, you know, what, what moves us and how we can try to get better with adapting to that environment, and then we're, we're just in a state of constant like improvement or a constant trial and error. And, and I'm just saying in order to get where you want to be, you have to picture yourself there, but it, it takes failures. It takes learning what doesn't work. And, and, and the last thing I want to give away is just whether you're a dad or whether you're an entrepreneur, sometimes it's not what, like, these are the best hacks. These are the best things to do. Sometimes the best thing that's helped me is what do I need to mitigate? What do I need to minimize out of my life? What is, what is making my time think about stuff that I need automized or I don't want anymore? And I just feel like when you can limit negative people, negative events or negative things, or just things that are weighing you down, whatever that is, that's the secret. Just what, what, what's, what, what matters most to me right now and what can I wait and, and hold off on? And I feel like when you can learn that, the power of saying no, the power of asking questions and, and, and really understanding what the intention is to something, you can, you can be more patient and you can play and have fun. And I'm just saying, it, it, I'm an athlete deep down and I gave up baseball to study graphics and, and stuff in, in, in college, but I'm always still an athlete and I have that team mentality. And I loved in high school when I was, you know, on the bench and I didn't earn my position yet because I was a good hitter, but I would pick off the signs of the other team and help out my team. So it's like, even when you're on the bench or in life, figure out a way to bring something to that table of the entrepreneurs you want to be around or someone you want to shake and meet a mentor of yours, just figure out a way to, to bring something that contributes to the table and, and, and other people will see what you're doing and they'll know that you're they're in your corner. And I'm just saying there's just, whether it's me and you, Brian, the relationship that we have and so many other people, it's just, um, we all have so much more in common than not, whether you're a dad or whether you come from something or, um, and I just feel like, you know, we're, we're all here to coexist. So when, when we can each one of us share our story, but know who it is that we're serving, knowing our community of dads. And, and, and I'm just saying like, it, it's an amazing thing. Like you think all this that you're doing, and that I, I've been able to do throughout my career, it happens by accident. It, it's, it's, it's intentional and it's layered and, 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 and the foundation is built. And I'm just saying when a solid foundation is built, it's like Rome. It was not built in one day. It, it, it was built every single day with everybody contributing, not just, you know, the elites or the, the executives of the tyranny or the, the, you know, the Kings and all that stuff. It's everyone matters. And I, and, and I just feel like when you can realize that, everyone matters and everyone has intrinsic value you realize that we're, we're all just stars shining amongst each other and we're all just here in this universe and we're all on earth so 
Yeah, uh, exactly. And that's a great, a great analogy. I appreciate that. Um, let me ask you one more question before I let you go. Uh, new dad, yeah. obviously we've talked about it many times, new dad. Uh, if there are new dads that are watching this, listening to this, what advice could you give to a new dad or assume to sure. be dad? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, still changing to this day, but I would say just make sure whether it's a wife or a guardian that you're going to raise the kid with, or if it's by yourself, just, just make sure that you, um, you are patient with yourself and you realize that like you, you, you're going to have to grow and evolve with your kid or your, your wife. And I just feel like it's the, it's the hardest thing to do, but know that you're in a position to mold a mind. And I just feel like with so much responsibility comes that power. So, um, it just makes me realize that, wow, like I don't want to, I'm just, I don't have a guilty conscience and I never walk on eggshells anymore. Like I did other decades ago in my life. But the point is, it's like, you, you feel like, you know, someone's always watching, whether it's an angel or God, or you're being watched. And I just feel like there's always a, I don't want to say a teachable moment. If you can't teach your kid or your baby something, then you're going to learn. So I'm just learning whether I'm not, if I'm teaching him something or just trying to be patient and explain something and it, and it gets me, you know, like a month ago, his first word, he finally said, mama, it's not dada, but it's, it's all good, but I'm joking, but I'm just saying it's so cute when he says that, but I'm just saying whether I'm going to learn what he says or what he does or how I can help him crawl or what, what not, you know, if I'm not teaching him, then I'm going to learn something from watching him. And I just feel like every parent just needs to have that other sixth sense come to the surface and just be more aware. And, and, and it's going to, it's going to ask more of yourself to come to the table and to, to be there and serve your kid. And I'm just saying it, it's the hardest thing, but the more nurturing and the more that you put into your kid, the, the more that you're giving them, um, you know, those beliefs, those fundamentals, those actions that you've poured. And I, it, it's the hardest thing. So just learning from my son and then um, him learning from me, I just feel like there's, there's never a dull moment. And I just, I'm just saying, that, that there, it's no moments ordinary. Every minute is precious with my, with my son. And I just say, when you're a parent, you just realize how much of a miracle life is and how it's amazing how, um, you know, people populate the world and, and it's out of love, you know, it, it, it's an amazing thing. So I'm just saying there's nothing more understanding what it is. I feel like to, to be a person when you realize like you make one. And, it, and, and it's beautiful, but with, with beauty comes ugliness and comes smelly diapers and comes a lot of other great stuff, but um, it's, it's all worth it. And at the end of the day, you know, they're, they're not going to, they're going to be able to flush and wipe eventually. And I'm just saying it's uh, at the end of the day, we as parents bring our kids into this world. And I feel like the cycle of life is returning the favor. You know, our kids should be there for us, ushering us when we're not here anymore. And that's, that's how you become a good ancestor. And that's how you, fulfill your duty as a person. It's not just about legacy, but when you can pour everything into who, you know, is, is your offspring, I just feel like that that's a success. And, um, and don't ever compare your success or your business or your things to other people, because everyone's different and we all have different needs, wants, goals, and gifts. So I just feel like, how do you, you know, it's not this American idol judge of life of you're a good singer. You're not like, you can't live your life, like worrying about what the judge or what that next person is going to say. So just go out there do good and, and, and show your kids good love and good actions and, 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 and people, because all we are, all we are is um, a product of, of what we decide to do, you know? So I just feel like actions speak loud and, um, and I'm just, I'm just grateful to, um, to talk about my story on, on the data podcast. And I, and I just really appreciate our friendship and all that you're doing because um, 
whether you're saving dads or giving them a, a different ability and hope, um, I, I know I've been able to learn so much before becoming a dad. And, and um, again, I just appreciate what you stand for and what you're doing in the world and, and what you what, what you've been building and what you built, Brian. So, oh, thank you for that. Thank you. Um, I told you guys, I told you guys he was going to share a, a ton of knowledge with you guys and just share his experiences and the way he, he so eloquently put everything that he said. Uh, I hope you guys uh, oh, enjoyed that. But Ian, you're a stud, man. I appreciate not only our friendship, but I appreciate the fact that I already know now that you're going to be an amazing dad uh, and, oh, and your, kid, you. your kid's going to grow up and just have an amazing mom and dad to support him throughout life. And I just uh, am excited that you were able to share your story, your journey on the data podcast. And I appreciate you and our friendship. So um, thank you very much for being on, but I want to give you one last moment to let anybody know uh, where they can find you, uh, reach you or learn more about you. Sure. So I'm really active on a couple of different platforms, but I, I love Instagram. Um, my, my username is E-N-G-K. That's I-A-N-G-K-A-Y. Uh, if you need help with whether it's nutrition, some cool workout plans, or just, you know, a personal development coach that uh, wants to make sure that you can hit some goals in a couple of months, you can check out heycoachk.com. That's H-E-Y-C-O-A-C-H-K.com. And again, um, I, I can't thank you enough. Like, you're, um, I consider you a friend, but a mentor of mine. Um, and, and, uh, you're, you're an amazing coach and father. So, um, if there can be other fathers that go into that example, whether that they can be a good coach and a good dad, I'm just saying it, it speaks for itself. So, um, awesome. Appreciate it. Awesome. Well, thank you again, brother, for being on. And, uh, I look forward to continuing our friendship. Likewise, keep the dream alive and keep, uh, having amazing guests and talent on data, man. Thank you very Love much. It. Well, listen, guys, this has been another awesome episode of Dad Up. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, make sure you guys are checking out Ian K on his social media platforms. I'll put all the links in the show notes, but make sure you guys are checking out what he's doing. And if you guys need any help, whether it's fitness or life coaching, any of that type of stuff, please be sure to reach out to Ian. He's very active on social media. He'll respond to you. So uh, make sure you're doing that. And if you have not yet subscribed to my podcast, or my YouTube channel, make sure you do that so you don't miss any of the awesome guests that I have on each and every week. And as always, I look forward to seeing you all on the next episode of Data. Wow, another amazing episode in the books. So much was shared and I'm truly grateful my guest was able to pour into you to help you elevate your dad game and really data. Make sure you bang that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. And while you're here, Please don't forget to leave me a rating and a review. I always appreciate the feedback. Also, did you know you can watch the video interview of this episode? You can by simply going to my YouTube channel at Data Podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe to my channel. And one last thing, don't forget, your role as a dad is one of the most important roles you have. So if you need a little help or have questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me on my website at dataptribe.com or at my Instagram page at data podcast. Until next time, everyone, data.